Welcome to the Daddyhood Rocks podcast with John Wolford and Brandon Miller. We are here to encourage you, empower you, and strengthen you so you can engage, level up, and have fun being a dad. We are going to have guests, deep conversations, hilarious stories, and insights that will give you the strength you need so you can be the dad you gotta be. And now, here are your hosts, John Wolford and Brandon Miller. Welcome to another episode of Daddyhood Rocks. I am John Wolford leading it off this time. This is weird. Brandon Miller, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well. I'm really excited about this episode. Um, so, so you might be thinking you're seeing double. Uh, it's my brother. Uh, he's two years older than I am, and I'm so excited to have him ha- as our as our guest today. So, so yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, happy to be. Uh, I mean, I always look forward to recording on Fridays. So this is this is my happy place. Absolutely, I, I look forward to Friday all week. And um, Brandon, you know we we've got to get to that interview, but some housekeeping things. First of all, the adventure challenge. I mean, what a great opportunity! We talk about it every week. Tell me more. So many people that I talk to on a daily basis. You know, I, I'm a mental health practitioner, and people are stir crazy. They're tired of being cooped up, whether it's because of cold weather or because of COVID. And so if you want to have some fresh ideas of fun things to do, either alone or with a friend or with, you know, uh, your, your spouse, with your family, this is a great way to give yourself some fresh, fun things to do. And you, you scratch off the challenge, see what it is. Once you scratch it off, you're committed. You got to do it. And, uh, you know, I always tell my sons, hey, go play, but no smiling, no laughing. I dare you to scratch off a challenge on this thing and to keep from smiling and laughing. You're not going to be able to do it because it's fun stuff. It's just ridiculous. It's fun. It's memorable. And it's an opportunity to to engage with your family or whoever it is you're doing this with to level up and also to, uh, to have fun. So I'd say go, if you haven't yet, go to theadventurechallenge.com and check out what they have to offer. Uh, they have a lot of different uh, things that you can get. In, you know, some of their adventure challenge books even include cameras. Uh, it's super, super good stuff. Worth it. And if you if you choose to jump in, uh, use the promo code Daddyhood, all caps, and you get a ten percent discount. And it's just a great way to to benefit you and your family, and also helps keep the Daddyhood Rocks podcast moving forward and improving. We want to keep on improving this thing. And so, so yeah, jump in, take a look. And uh, do yourself a favor, do your family a favor, and buy some stuff from theadventurechallenge.com. Yeah, you know, I love Adventure Challenge and how they, um, you know, have kind of gone across the board. You know, we don't just have this family book. We have singles and friends and family and couples. And, I mean, it's just a phenomenal opportunity as a whole, as a dad, as a husband, as a friend to, to get out. And, you know, we, we talk about engaging and leveling up and having fun being a dad. You can do that across your relationships and the adventure challenge gives you that opportunity. So I'm excited for it as well. I'm also excited for tonight. Um, we have your brother on how crazy is that? Um, you're not seeing double. I do want to say that to all of our listeners and watchers out there. You are not seeing double. If you were watching this, um, it is Brandon's brother, and they are 
like a thousand miles apart. So I promise it's not Brandon playing two roles. <laughs> um, but Brandon, tell tell us more about Steve and um, you know how much this means to you to have him on Daddy Hood Rocks. Well, my my brother, uh, you know, I've always been you know kind of the you know tag along little brother. You know, was when Steve would play with his friends, uh, and uh, and as we got older, you know, we were able to develop our own connection, our own friendship, and uh, and so there's just a special bond that that siblings can have, especially if you've if you've worked on it. And so, uh, it is incredibly special to have this honor to be able to to have him on our podcast. Um, I mean, he's he's done a whole handful of things. You know, most re- most recently he's been in the education world in a variety of different roles. Excellent at what he does. He's he's won awards, and beyond that, though, he's just humble. That's one thing you'll see is he's humble. He he's not pretentious, and he he really uh, doesn't speak highly too highly of himself. Although he is excellent in every single thing that he does, um, but he's he's really just down to earth. Um, so he's, he's been in education. He's been a pastor. He's been, um, uh, in real estate. He's, he's done a ton of things, but he's been the same across the board and he's just, uh, an awesome human being. And I'm, I'm very honored and thankful to call him my brother. Yeah, that's awesome. And I enjoyed getting to speak with him and even on a um, personal level outside of the interview, uh, just such a great guy. And so I'm really excited for the listeners to, um, you know, get over to him and listen to him. Um, we're going to skip doobity doo right on over to Steve Miller. Welcome to another episode of the Daddy Hood Rocks podcast. This is Brandon Miller and John Wolfie Wolford. And I'm so excited. We're excited to have my brother Steve Miller here with us today all the way from Wheatland, Wyoming. Uh, Steve, thank you for carving out time from really the beginning of your weekend to hang out with us. Uh, it, it's definitely an honor and it's, just, it's always fun to spend time with you, even though we're you know about a thousand miles apart from each other. But uh, always appreciate your wisdom and your insight and your humor and, and also just, your, just your, your perspective. So thank you, Steve. Would you take a moment and introduce yourself and your family and just kind of uh, just a general picture of who you are, Steve. Sure. Well, first and foremost, just thank you so much for having me. And it is great just to be able to hang out with you guys for a little bit. And, uh, um, you know, been thinking a lot about, you know, daddyhood and, and just being, you know, a father. And it's a, it's a hard job, you know, just like motherhood's hard. And, and, and there's certain professions that are hard. And so, you know, a lot of responsibility. And so uh, to start off with a father of two, I have a 17 year old that's going to graduate here. Um, and so that's that, that awesome experience trying to help him make some choices and we're prayerfully, you know, encouraging him to seek out God. And, and, and that's, that's the, the backbone of this, you know, parenthood uh, for us is that, that Christian perspective. And I know that everybody might have that faith base, but that's what we at least hang our hat on to. So he has one foot out the door, if you will. And then also, um, there's pieces now that he's starting to realize, oh my goodness, that that safety net is going away. So that's been a fun give and take the last probably three or four months, and it's it's becoming more enhanced now that we're talking scholarship applications and finalizing, you know, exactly where he's going to go. And then uh, on the flip side, I have an eight-year-old 
it was just uh, expanding her social um, experience. She loves people, loves her, you know, childhood friends, and loves unicorns and loves, you know, cookies, swirl seed, and just so does so John. John loves unicorns, so we're good. I do. Perfect. So you know, so you can relate. That's awesome. Um, so it's just one of those things that there's two different, very different. Uh, children here and they're very special of course every every dad's going to be biased about that and and so also just trying to support my wife Rachel and she's an incredible mother and the wisdom that she has is pretty special and so we've had this journey where you know we were we first started out in a small town in, in northwest Colorado moved over to Colorado Springs for five years then it was a family decision to be closer to to Rachel's family, and we were in Pinedale for almost 10 years, and now we're in Wheatland. So we've been around a little bit, but there's still that backbone, bottom line, you know, foundation. It's hopefully a good Christian home. We want to be a Christian home, and and we want to be family centered. So that that's that in a nutshell. And again, we can say it all we want. You know, our first and most important things are relationship with God. Second is family, and actually, second is marriage. Third is the children, and fourth is the job. Have I done that very well? Sometimes okay, and other times it's been unfortunately flipped where the job was first, all the way down to where God was fourth. And so that's that learning process and, and hopefully leading by example that, yeah, I, I make mistakes, but also at the same time, every day is a brand new day, so you can start all over every day. And it's by the grace, keep moving forward. Love it. Yeah, now an unscripted question. How do you refocus um, yourself back to um, keeping your priorities straight. You have these priorities, and they they seem to be set in stone. Relatively, how do you focus um, in on those? Well, that's such a good question. It, it honestly depends on the season. I think uh, just like with jobs or relationships, there's those mountain highs and, and valley lows, and so sometimes that relationship, you know, with with Jesus is. You know, a mountain high and a hey, priorities are good, but sometimes for whatever reason, priorities or business or we're getting distracted with worldly things. Um, it changes that. Um, sometimes it's it's getting knocked off your your, your block, uh, hitting rock bottom, and so um, that's been the case too. Sometimes where it's just circumstantial, and then all right, I, I thank God you got my attention. And actually, sometimes it's Rachel that gets my attention. Look, you're you know <laughs> what's going on, and so. Um, so those two are, have been, you know, really good, um, I guess, lightning rods to hopefully get me back centered. So that's a great question. So you've got this wide range of kids, and I think of only having my 10-year-old and only having my twins. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> so how do you how do you deal with uh, Christian? He's about to finish high school, and then you got Zoe in elementary school. Uh, in terms of engaging in meaningful ways, how do you kind of – switch gears so you can um, connect with each one of your children? I think it's just really just paying attention to their needs or even their, their desires uh, often. You know, I'll, it's being very just trying to keen in on that. Of course, growing up, I would call, uh, you know, I would refer to, to my wife, mommy, to Christian. And then about a year or two, or actually several years ago before Christian was in high school, he was like, mommy? Really, it's mom, you know, so just that little nuance of it's not mommy to me. Um, but then Zoe still loves it when I call mom, mommy, you know, so it's just that. OK, I got to switch. And I even catch myself when we laugh about it. You know, sometimes I'll 
talk to Christian and say, mommy. And I'm like, whoops, mom, you know, and so we giggle or, you know, oh my goodness. Um, and even like with Zoe, her name to me is baby doll. And so, uh, Christian was bud, but now it's Christian, you know, so it's that ever changing perspective from their parts, you know, and, and growing up Christian loved Legos and he liked Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I mean, I can talk Return of the Jedi, but you know, my, the rest of the family is the, the Star Wars, you know, the Mandalorian and all that. So I try to find things that we can relate to. And so we'll talk about those same thing with Zoe, you know, okay, what, is, what makes her tick? So instead of them trying to conform to what I like, you know, football or golf or let's go hiking. Yeah. I'll introduce that or even fishing. So he likes fishing. Christian has gone away from that, which is not a bad thing. So it, it yeah, let's introduce and see if things stick, but more importantly, it's, it's more out, outward focused to, you know, see what, what inspires them and try to enjoy what they enjoy as well. So I think it's, it, it's easier that way when you focus on that. So it keeps them separated. I don't really have to sh- shift gears at all. That's awesome. For you as a dad, going from day one as a brand new dad to now, how have you changed as a dad? How have you grown? Uh, that was one question I did, you know, show Rachel and <laughs> we both chuckled and she said, well, you didn't even change diapers. You wouldn't even engage with Christian like that sometimes, or you were afraid that he would break. And so that was that but then when zoe was born you know several years you know there's that gap there yeah you change diapers and so and you were engaged with that so i think just that growing piece that you have to engage um sort of like top gun the movie you know if you're gonna win the battle you gotta be engaged you just can't be on the sidelines and so um that's that another piece of that whole thing of be involved and, and, and work at it and make it make it a priority. And so I think that is the biggest change where I was so scared to, to ruin it that it was actually being detrimental. And then hopefully now it's okay every day, something, you know, something has to be part of that relationship piece. Now, unscripted question real quick, following up on that. So a lot of our audience, our intended, intended audience, are those new dads, uh, uh-huh. young dads who are scared? like that who or or maybe dads who you know they just married into a, a you know family full of kids or maybe they're fostering or adopting but they're afraid of breaking their baby um, what advice do you have for them in that moment as far as overcoming that fear Ooh. um i think really talk with your wife about it honestly and and just be real I tried to hide it, you know, I was like holding Christian like he was a, you know, a crystal vase and he'd break. And yeah, Rachel on the sideline was like, okay, he's obviously struggling here, but if you can at least open up and be, you know, transparent, like I'm really nervous about this and I need your help or, you know, so maybe that could work. I, I, I didn't do that. So again, it's not practice what you preach at all, but, uh, but it came to the point where either Rachel was sick or, away from the house and all of a sudden there's a poopy diaper and if i don't change it there's gonna be a rash or there's gonna be a, a, ma- a massive stink uh, in the house and so i don't know okay i gotta do this so let's just go ahead and figure it out so it's almost like uh, a necessity before that became more normal so i so i guess that's part of it too that just it's going to eventually happen here so trial by fire or trial by poop really <laughs> yeah exactly okay get really yeah we, we enjoy those trials by poop around here <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> So we've kind of talked about your struggles at the beginning of daddyhood. Um, as you've begun to kind of grow and continued to grow, what do you see your uh, 
three, probably three of your strengths. Can you give me those? I think probably maybe a calm demeanor. Uh, try to just stay right in the middle. Nothing gets too excitable or, or it's really hard to get angry. But I think that I use that. That's probably the, the meal ticket with that. Um, also, just from my, my teaching background in the middle school, I am goofy. I really am. It might not appear this way right now, but, you know, I'll, I'll laugh at myself or I'll trip and fall. Or, and it, it, it creates that atmosphere that we can have fun in the, in the living room or even in the kitchen. We're cooking. And, yeah, I, I tend to be the, the butt end of jokes, and, but it's not a disrespectful thing at all. We all just know that that's part of that, that gig where we try to have some fun with that. Um, so I think that's part of that, just being able to have fun. Um, and I, I do try, you know, that foundational piece of, of my relationship with, with, with Christ. And that's without that, this would have been a, a dumpster fire and a heartbeat. So uh, those are probably the three areas just to be very blunt, honest with you guys. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're real big around here, at least Daddy Hood Rocks podcast about building bridges. And I think that fun piece really builds bridges with your kids, being able to get down to their level and just see, hey, dad, dad can have fun like we like to have fun. I think that's a huge bridge builder for your kids. Um, so kind of to that same end, but not to that same end, flip it. What areas would you like to grow in? Um, really being like the, the head of the household in regards to that spiritual side of things. I think that's critical. Yeah, we pray and. You know, we, we do that, but, you know, even more so having Bible studies or more, more in-depth talks about our, our faith and, and even um, not the Sunday school faith, if you know what I mean, in the sense of, you know, hey, I'm struggling with this, but I'm, you know, I'm going to rely, you know, on God through this. I'll ask Christian that. That's been the fun part where um, I'm very sensitive to uh, our family history with, with the dealing with. Uh, sadness, depression, whatever, and anxiety. So I'm very on high alert with our, our kids. I almost call them students because I talk about students all day long, but our, for our kids. Um, so with, especially with Christian for the last 10 years, I mean, so I'm just going on a rabbit trail a little bit here, but I was always, how's your happy level? And so he's usually around 98, between a one and a hundred, he's at a 98 and he usually is like right around there. But if it gets down to even 92, I know there's something up. So then we can talk. But then along with that though, is the, um, where's your spiritual walk, you know? And so we both talk about that and it's usually, there's never spikes. It's, it's usually that slow path. It's a marathon type of thing. So I think that needs to be enhanced to answer your questions. It's that uh, walking 40 acres to get to the barn answer, but, but that's where it's at. Um, it's really another piece though, more practical piece is really trying to be in tune to the needs of, of both of my kids. And even of course with Rachel, um, Zoe's needs are a lot different than Christian's needs. Sometimes Christian likes that alone time and he's, he's more, you know, introverted in some ways, but he does like people times two, sort of really like me, how ironic. Um, but Zoe is more social and, and has other needs to, and so I need to be keen on that as well. So I think that's a big thing that I really want to do, especially with the transition with Christian going to college, that's going to shift our relationship to, um, not preaching at him or even, you know, telling him what to do, but just trying to be more of an advisor or, or even a facilitator and, and, and still being able to prep him for, you know, how, how cruel life can be out there in the real world compared to what it is right now 
in a, a relatively comfortable setting here at the house. You mentioned earlier, Steve, that uh, you know how you you moved from uh, you know small town Craig, Colorado, to Colorado Springs, and then to Wyoming, and then another spot in Wyoming. Moving is hard on individuals. Moving is hard on families. It's quite the adjustment. And so, as far as being a leader in your home, uh, how how have you helped? I, I know it's you and Rachel are like the ultimate tag team, and you guys really are, are strong together, uh, relying on on Jesus uh, as a family team. How have you helped each other navigate all these moves uh, and making that as as smooth as possible? Uh, it hasn't been perfect, quite honestly. When we moved to Pinedale, it was pretty decent um, because Rachel's parents were there. Um, this last move to Wheatland, just to be blunt honest, I failed miserably. Um, I was so focused on the job. Um, Rachel felt detached um, in, in, in regards of, of getting connected and even our relationship because I was so focused on trying to, to be successful. And so I, I blew chunks, just to be straight up honest. And so, but we're recovering in the sense of let's talk about it for the next time we have to move. You know, we're not going to allow this to happen again. Uh, we acknowledge it. I accept it. I own it. But now let's make sure we have safeguards in place that we do not ever repeat this again. So, you know, it's not all, you know, pretty roses. There's some, some thorns involved too. And so that's a, a thorn that I will always have to remember how it affected her and even the kids, you know, big culture shock coming. But yeah, it's still Wyoming, but yeah, it's a, it was a different um, set of types of people. And so I have to own that and be very cognizant of and deliberate how we do this whenever that next time is. I'm not, we're not declaring anything, but you know, eventually down the road, we're, it's going to happen again. So we have to be very careful how we, how we do that. Awesome. Thank you for answering a, a spur of the moment question. So, and that was, that was awesome, Steve. Yeah, I think our, our listeners benefit from that realness and that transparency. And so I appreciate you um, being forward. I mean, we screw up. We, we've said before, we're not experts, but we're in the field. And, and so we want to, you know, bring that to people's phones, to people's computers, you know, whatever they're listening or watching this on, um, we want to bring that sort of transparency saying, hey, in daddyhood, we screw up. And even even we do, you know, guests on Daddyhood Rocks or the hosts of Daddyhood Rocks. Yes, even we screw up. So um, I appreciate your transparency. Um, now, as we kind of move on towards um, towards the end here, uh, what are some of your proudest moments? Um, watching different moments of, of, of either Rachel or with with the kids being successful or achieving, you know, just even Christian being accepted to, to call it or pursuing something that he's passionate about being accepted in the national honor society. Yeah. Those are things that also he's worked hard for that. And, and, and quite honestly, it's one of those catch 22s where, you know, some people uh, either at school or even at, at church, like, what have you guys done? You guys have done, done it right. And so, uh, no, that's by the grace of God, but okay, at least we have something in place in in the home where he can thrive. And he, you know, because he's right now making decisions on his own a lot. He's, he's really a young man. Uh, same with Zoe, uh, where 
uh, just watching her just smile and laugh. She's right behind the, the, the computer right now. So uh, uh, <laughs> just watching her, I guess the proudest thing is when we, when we have that connection and she just laughs. She has the most awesome laugh. And so you can't trade that for anything. There's no amount of money you can put on that. So proudest moments are those connections and, and, and those moments, even those deep talks with Rachel where we're in tune and we're very real and we, we feel like we're on the same page. And I guess it's hard. Oh, same page, you know. No, when you really experience that and you know what I mean, if you have experienced that, those are things that you can't put a, a price tag on. Yeah. So those are the three things, I guess, with each one of them, um, just being able to have that connection uh, with them in a deep way. Those are very special. Yeah, that's huge. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Now, this is a question we ask almost all of our guests. And so you, you have you have slight options here. Okay. So you can go either direction on this if you wish, or if they're combined. But okay. please recall and retell either like your most embarrassing daddyhood moment or the most disgusting, gross daddyhood moment. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, this still just rings true. And maybe I don't know why. Maybe I'm just so cold that I'm ready to take a vacation somewhere warm. But we were vacationing. I do believe it was in Las Vegas. No, that's not true. It was actually Southern California. And Zoe and Rachel and Christian were already down at the pool. And I was getting ready. And so um, got in the elevator, had the towel around, and got out. And I ran. And there's the pool. And I ran. And bam, right into the door. They washed it so clean. But I hit it so hard. I mean, it was like, bam. And, <laughs> and they just looked at me. And they laughed so hard. And we just giggled for a long time. And I was like, just dazed. But it was a lot of fun. But it was also very embarrassing. Um, <laughs> okay, it's a close second. I was actually at work and Christian came to the office, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I don't care. It, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> uh, Christian noticed this, but I had um, probably an hour or two earlier went to the restroom and I had tucked my shirt and underwear was exposed. So, in other words, the underwear was tucked outside and the shirt was there, so it was just so exposed, and no one would tell me that it was. So it was just it was total toolbox moment where I, I, I malfunction wardrobe, but Christian had the guts that uh, dad, your underwear is hanging out. And I mean, it was bad. <laughs> and it was with a tie shirt and tie and everything. But then there's the underwear hanging out, you know? So it was just, yeah, pretty embarrassing. Good look. Good yeah. look. Wow. So anyway, the two things. So thank you. Thank you. And, so and I know, you know, prior to you leaving Craig, Colorado, or even Colorado Springs, you've never been, at least, at least to that point, you've never been like a a shirt and tie, button down shirt and tie kind of guy. You know, just give me, yeah. you know, shorts and t shirt, you know, sweats, whatever. And so, you know, maybe this is a case in point why you you've not been a, a shirt and tie kind of guy. Exactly. It's just, it's bad news. It's, there's always a chance to dribble food down or the ties on crooked or the, sometimes the buttons are not aligned. I mean, I'm just not very good at dressing myself. Rachel will often do that for me too. So I guess it's another thing just to, you know, um, I guess there's a uh, Ken Davis or is it Tim Hawkins? I forget that sometimes the, their wives step in and say, you are not leaving the house with those two colors. I think that's Ken Davis actually, but you know, so yeah, I totally relate to that. So yeah. 
uh, I have issues with with clothing choices all the time. That's awesome. Thank you for for having the guts to share that. So yeah, really I haven't shared that, that one. Only Christian and, and Rachel and the business manager at the time uh, that I was working there. Those are the only three that at least saw it that I know of. There could have been visitors that came, or even our secretary might have seen it, but just didn't have the guts to let me know that I had underwear hanging out, but no other. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fun. Thank, thank you. I'm going to play a little game here. Okay. All right. Now, Brandon and I have each made each other cry on air once. Oh, wow. So we're tied. Okay. So I want to hear about Brandon as a brother. Ooh. Oh, wow. I... I guess he was the one that always had the, not the guts, but had the cool toys. And this is not going to make anybody cry, but I just remember, like, you know, Zoe will have some of her toys, but Christian had the Masters of the Universe, you know, and he had He-Man, and he had G.I. Joe, and I was never creative enough, or, or you know. Well, you said Christian. You, know, you mean me? Well, I said Christian. You know what? It's really crazy, because sometimes I will start talking to him, but I say Brandon. And so for whatever reason, and you guys don't even, he's not bald like me. Uh, he's blonde. I don't even know where that came from, but, but so I don't know why there's that Brandon and Christian, I get the names mixed up. So it, it's very common for whatever reason. So Brandon had the cool toys. Why well, can't believe I said that? Maybe we need to edit that. But anyway, Brandon had the cool toys. He had the masters of the universe. He had the GI Joe, but we would play. A lot. He would allow me to play at least, and, and so did that. Did I have any toys like that? I don't think I did. It was, you had all the you like were the Skull Castle, and, mm -hmm. and so you had the, the cool stuff. And I just sat there writing in my book about football or something. So I, don't know. I, I mean, you were, you were pretty pretty serious about football, and even at a young age. And uh, uh, yeah, you, you know, I. I don't know. I I even remember like one of the biggest moment momentous occasions ever. Um, so so Steve is two years older than I am. So I remember I, I and I probably like pestered you to make this decision. I probably hounded you until you like gave in, like just so I'd shut up. But you had a huge collection of stuffed animals, and one day you said, "Okay, go to bed." And when you wake up, sometime in the middle of the night, all of these stuffed animals will be in your room. And so you you gave gave in, I think, and then I, I, I pretended to be asleep, and uh, alas, this whole huge pile of stuffed animals came to my room. So even the the few things you had that you probably really cared about, you gave to me, the spoiled youngest brother. I don't know. All right, so I did remember. This is it. This is probably my my prized possession moment that's locked away. Only a few people know about it. I know Christian and Rachel and. I don't know if Zoe knows about it or not, but this is a true story. Um, there was a, a, a moment where uh, it was right before Easter. It was actually the night. Well, maybe it was about a week before Easter. I came into his room, and I even hopped. And he was, like, sleeping, but I stirred him enough to be able to talk to him. And I'm like, I'm the Easter bunny, Brandon. Do you believe in me? And he's like, uh -huh. okay, you need to be really well behaved. And and I'll get you a nice Easter basket. I'm, I'm sure, you know, stuff like that. Okay, I will. All right. And so I was able to, you know, just really play with him, you know, a lot with, the, you know, the mind tricks while he was half asleep, totally defenseless. And I was just 
enjoying it so much. I thought I was all that. And I think I visited him a couple more times, especially the night of, and just even hopped. I even act the whole, you know, the whole thing, you know. So anyway, that was my big thing, being able to, to rouse you with about the Easter Bunny, you know. I wasn't the real deal, obviously, but uh, so it was fun to harass it like that. What do you mean? I mean, every year the Easter Bunny comes and talks to me. What, what are you talking about? I know. I was the imposter for, for that <laughs> season anyway oh that's just <laughs> hilarious and, and i i could i wish i could have been like a you know fly on the wall or been able to you know have a camera to like capture that because that, that would have been priceless to see you doing that yeah and i did it with uh, christian too um for whatever reason rachel and i were going out to on a date or whatever and staying the night and christian wanted to sleep in our bed you know he was really young at the time and so Christian remembers this. I don't. He's brought it up like three or four times in the last year. But um, I told him, uh, no, you can't sleep in our bed because we have bed bugs. And I know I, I'm not trying to be insensitive to those that are battling the bed bugs at all. But I use that as the excuse that they'll nibble on you so you can't sleep on it. And then um, so he asked, he asked one night because I was sleeping in, in the bed and everything. And he goes, well, why can't you sleep on it? Because uh, – there's bed bugs. I'm like, oh, I grabbed them all up. I, I put them in a sack and they're in my trunk. And so he believed it. And so right now he's scarred of about bed bugs because, you know, just teasing him about bed bugs. And so I feel bad for him because he just remembers that, you know, about me harassing him about some fake bed bugs. And I don't remember this, but I guess that's maybe a point to, even though we might be playing around or we might be joking or it's not that serious. And I think we can all relate to something in our past as, as a childhood a memory that some of those things are really big and they do mm -hmm. make either a very positive impression or very negative or even, you know, anxious impression. And for whatever reason, Christian's ha handling it really well, but there were some <laughs> mental struggles about bed bugs that I, I was just joking around having fun. And so I, even as a teacher in middle school, what have I said in, the, in my past that, you know, scarred people, or hopefully I've inspired, you know, you know, my students, but has there anything I've said that's caused harm? So it's one of those things that it's it's pretty crazy. Well, so, I didn't get my tears out of Brandon, but uh, I did get a lot of laughs, so I, I appreciate that. So, hey, Zoe, how's it going? She just, she just loves seeing, you know, sometimes with Zoom with my, my students, she just has to get on, so. And we're talking about daddyhood. I'm like trying to. Oh no, let's bring her on here. Yeah, that's perfect. This is this is my pride and joy. You know, that's She's awesome. So and again, I'm far from perfect, but you know, we're, we're very blessed and you're a special special girl. So yeah, absolutely. It is so good to see Zoe. That's so cool. Oh man. Well, so I here's the last question. That's going to be an unscripted question, and then we're sure. done. So. Uh, especially, you know, how for me, one of my kind of uh, off and on passions is doing family history research. And so I think a lot about the concept of legacy, what a parent or parents pass on to their kids and then what version of that gets passed on to their kids. And so I think it's really cool that we as dads, parents in general, but we as dads, we have the ability to shape that legacy how we want to be able to pass it on. So when you think in terms of legacy, what are some things that you've grabbed a hold of from our mom and dad and that you see yourself passing on to Christian and Zoe? 
I, I think honestly, there's a I think it's a Casting Crown song that's only it's called Only Jesus, and so that's my own battle as well. I, you know, I've been striving, you know, trying to get to the next job or to be famous or to get rich or you know, all of that doesn't matter. Quite honestly, what truly matters is just it's only Jesus, and so if if uh, this is such a vapor, it's just a mist. This life, you know, yeah, sometimes it feels like it's a long day or a long week or <laughs> month or even a decade or whatever, but it's it's very short time uh, in the grand scheme of, of, of eternity. So, bottom line, ultimate foundational purpose is the the most important choice anybody's going to make quite honestly, is their decision about Jesus Christ. And and I'm not trying to preach, and I'm not trying that is the legacy that Zoe and Christian need to have, and they have to make that choice. And and, and I was thinking about that. I was driving today a little bit. I was thinking about John 14, 6, and and it's the answer that you everyone has to answer to. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's very qualifying. No one comes to the Father except through me. So do you believe that or don't you? So um, it, are, there are multiple ways to get to heaven. Well, you just said Jesus is a liar. So what is it? And uh, it's not me. I'm the, I'm the messenger. Let's focus on the message here about Jesus Christ. And so uh, that's the, the decision Christian's going to have to make. That's the decision Zoe has to make. And so as parents, um, we want, it's not, for them, it's not daddy's religion or, or mommy's religion. Now I'm going to say mommy for Christian but, and, and for Zoe. They have to have their own relationship with Jesus Christ. And it's our responsibility as parents to provide the necessary means to make those decisions and to even stand up for what they believe in and for why. I believe this because of this. And so, yeah. again, I didn't mean to make it into a church service at all or, or condemning or anything, but we have to answer that question. Is Jesus a liar or not? Is it true that he is the only way? And that, that'll change your perspective on Christianity one way or another. And I'm not saying, you know, I know what I believe. But once you realize that first, you have to make a choice one way or another on it and then go with it. Absolutely. Very well said, very well put. And uh, there's no greater legacy. It's the only. It, it is the only legacy, and I, I think it's actually Rachel's mom that. Hey, this is a cool song from Casting Crowns, and it did change that perspective. Okay, it's not about me at all. You know, I can claim it's not about me, but here I am trying to get another trophy or get another thing. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna be forgotten. It's okay. You know, I just want people to know about Jesus because it's an eternity thing. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Steve. How exciting to to be able to have you hang out with us and to just to get your perspective, pick your brain about being a dad. Uh, it, it's been really just very special. So thank you for for humoring me on that. Hi Zoe, and uh, and so Steve, thanks for hanging out. And now, so our so we're doing this in seasons. Season one ends on Father's Day, and then season okay. two jumps in. We'll begin that uh, in in early fall. So definitely, if you'd be willing, we'd love to have you on again once we jump into season two. I would love to pick your brain some more if you're so willing. Sure, whatever, whatever you guys want. Just my, my motivation is just to serve, or just to if it can help any any one person. That's that's great. Fantastic. Just thank you for thinking of me. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, John, anything last for you before we wrap up? 
No, I mean, I appreciate everything and your transparency, like I said, and uh, I think this is going to be one of my favorite episodes, just having you guys together and seeing double. It's been fun. Yeah. Uh, we, we even had that. I remember like in middle school, like on our bless her soul, but our mom would buy us the same pajamas or same clothes and we're two years apart. We're not twins, but yeah, she sure tried. So, um, it was fun. a lot of people asked. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Yeah. Well, I remember one of my classmates, we both leaned to the left just a little bit when we stand and I was standing and, and Brandon came up and stood by me. And, and this guy was like, Oh, he, he leans just like you, Steve. And I'm like, what? So we have some very similar characteristics as well. So it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Easter bunny. Thank you for hanging out. <laughs> enjoy your evening. Enjoy the rest of family time. And, uh, Steve is great to see you. Great seeing you guys, and thank you guys for doing this. I think all of us, as, as dads, we we all, we always need support, and we need you know to help each other. And you know, it's a it's a tough job, so I appreciate you guys putting this together and, and just reaching out to to dads everywhere. Thank absolutely. you, absolutely. All right, Steve, have a good night. Bye, Zoe. Love you guys, and we'll see you hopefully sooner than later. All right, thank you guys. See you. Right, see you. Bye bye. Oh, do you have a second to talk to Zoe? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Eric, can we unplug this maybe? There you go. They should hear you now. Hello. Hey, Zoe. How are you? Good. Good. How was your day? Good. Awesome. If you had to say what, like, what the best thing was about your day, what was the best thing? Playing me with Dad. I heard that. Did you beat him? Did you win? At the last second when Mom and Christian got home, I needed to have the bike race. Oh, yeah, I forgot to Good mention job. my bike race. Yep. Good won. job, Zoe. Way to go. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it was a good exercise. Yeah, that's so fun. Well, hey, I hope you have a really good weekend, Zoe. And, and hey, just every once in a while, just like, you know, poke your daddy in the in the ribs or something. See if he's ticklish, okay? Not tonight, no. Well, I will laugh later, though, for sure. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Have a wonderful night, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate right, it. Bet. Thank you very much. Bye, Zoe. Bye. Uh, see ya. See ya. What a great episode. What a great interview with Steve Miller. I am so happy and honored that my brother was able to join us on the Daddy Hood Rocks podcast. And I'm so thankful that he was willing to hang out with us. I mean, we're both, you know, fifth graders, uh, especially you, John. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's all good. And so uh, among tons of things, I mean, there's a laundry list of things that we could say good about Steve Miller. Um, he's humble. He's funny, uh, just all these things, self-controlled. I said, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Self-controlled? Absolutely. Did you exhibit any of that this week, sir? I can I can think of one one story. Uh, want me to proceed? Uh, yeah, please. Um, again, so we're all doing everything here at the Miller Manor. Um, so wife is teaching school. My two sons are learning, doing school, 
and, and I'm, I'm giving therapy sessions from the comfort of my little office here. And, uh, and so uh, they, uh, my, my sons were having a moment where they really needed a referee. And uh, the, the, a lot of this, I could hear that was happening outside while I was trying to do some therapy. So I knew something was going on. Usually, and, and this is something where I want to grow as a dad, if I hear my sons getting really worked up and angry, I feel myself getting worked up and angry too. And, and so uh, I, I finished my session with the client and came downstairs and the boys were coming into the house. And of course there were tears and angry faces and nasty looks and something, something, there was a, a switch that was flipped for me and I was able to uh, take a couple deep breaths and to calm down. And I, I, I had I had the boys sit down with me and I gave them both the chance to to share their perspective what happened and I was completely calm and quiet about it and and just uh, was able to get good information and being able to explain hey you know when when you respond to anger with more anger it's like throwing gasoline on on the fire pit in the backyard and it's not a pretty thing it's not a safe thing and it definitely doesn't put the fire out it just it makes it worse and and so it talked about hey you know a soft answer turns away anger and and just kind of gave them a new new perspective and so we, we talked through you know how to make things right in this situation and how to handle similar frustrations in the future and there were hugs all around and and moments later they were playing again in just a, a much better way and and i i didn't have to decompress uh, you know, for an hour later, because I had blown my top, I was able to handle things calmly. So I was really thankful for that switch for me. You know, that earns you an award this week. Oh, <laughs> do tell. That earns you the under control award. You kept things under control and uh, I give you props, sir. <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It's, yeah, you know. I, I, I'm thankful for those moments when, when I'm able to get my temper and my anger, my it's a boiling point under control. So it makes things a whole lot better. So I, it's a matter of kind of practicing what you preach, right? So, Absolutely. So, yeah. So thank you. I gladly take the, 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 uh, control under control award. I appreciate that, man. I'll wait for your speech later. Uh, I'll, I'll send it in and I'll record it separately. Sounds good. You know, we are so incredibly thankful for all of the people that listen and share and watch and just across the gamut do everything for us to be successful. And so thank you to you, um, our listeners, our watchers. Um, if you could like, follow, share, big one is share, subscribe, um, you know, we want to get out to dads across the nation and hopefully across the world and just help them to engage and level up and have fun being a dad. And, um, you know, the only way we can do that is by your help, um, with, with sharing. And so if you know two or three dads that could listen to this episode right now and get something out of it, take this episode, share it on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever, um, tag us. We've got all of those social media accounts. So tag us and, um, you know, just, just get the word out because we believe that we're doing a great thing here for dads. 
And we are so thankful that we have some support behind us. So uh, with that said, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you watched, thank you for subscribing. If you've already subscribed, uh, we're, we're just so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yes. And uh, (laughs) to finish things off, I just, you know, want to remind you that daddyhood rocks.